Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our Kurt Homicers, Buffalo Bills, the best team in football. <laughs> is Matt Verderam ready to fire everybody on the defensive side of the football for the Kansas City Chiefs? All these questions will be answered today on Laces Out. Fresh off a of week five, Jerry Bailey, Kurt Homicers, are with you as always. However, you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you making us part of your day or evening uh matt yeah man um obviously you know you know kurt's bills your chiefs went head-to-head sunday night and uh it, it didn't go as planned for the chiefs as a lot of things haven't so far this year it feels like teams that have been like kansas city's been the proverbial thorn in the side of you know whether it's baltimore or now buffalo they seem to be kind of vanquishing the beast now what's wrong with kansas city right now in terms of they just can't seem to figure it out well, they're not fielding a defense. Um, <laughs> that doesn't help. I mean, they, they can't cover anybody, but they make up for it by not getting a pass rush. They don't stop the run, but they make up for that by not being able to physically run at all. <laughs> they, they I mean, look, I went on uh, Matt Perino's show, who I know is a friend of your uh, podcast. He is. Matt and I talked for about 45 minutes on Thursday or Friday night going through the game. It was Friday night. And I said Dawson Knox is going to have an enormous game because they can't cover anybody in space. Like, he is going to get matched up on linebackers and Dan Sorensen, and he's just going to go nuts. And I said that they should throw to the backs and, the, and to, to Knox the entire game. They, the Chiefs have no answer for it. And that's what Dable did. He dialed up some shots to Knox. There was one play they threw to Zach Moss, and Anthony Hitchens was just running down the field with his back to him. Yeah, I, I don't understand that because Anthony Hitchens had nobody else to cover. He had nobody else to cover besides Zach Moss. He had a hell of a job guarding the 40-yard line. Yeah, I mean, I, but there was nobody there. Was no Zach idea Moss ran for 25 yards or whatever it was. No idea. It was like he was blocking for him. Yeah. I have no idea what was happening. Um, so, look, I mean, they're terrible defensively. They've been terrible defensively all year long. Um, their personnel says they should be better than this, but they're not. You know, it, you are what you are. I mean, through five weeks, they have not done anything well. Give Buffalo a lot of credit. I mean, the Bills went in there. They took chunk yard after chunk yard. I mean, they, they, they ran up huge numbers early. The second half of the game, Kansas City's defense actually kind of woke up a little bit. I, I thought played decently well. But when the Bills needed to drive, they got it. And look, for any Chief fan who's, who's bitching about the Frank Clark penalty, Look, it wasn't a penalty, but neither was the play before it when Mitch Morris got called for holding. There was plenty of questionable calls throughout that game, but yeah. you, you the, can't the just blame the, the game officials, on one call. The officials did nobody a favor in that game. Yes, That game was – I think both teams could walk out of that game and say, geez, I mean, how were a half dozen of those calls made? But mm-hmm. it is what – look, the Bills kicked the Chiefs' ass. This was the first time since Mahomes has been the quarterback where I walked away from a game and just said – the. The Chiefs just aren't as good as that team. They're just not. I mean, it, you know, even in the Super Bowl, like you, you kind of, as a Chiefs fan, it was like, well, you know, they had no offensive line. I mean, they were so beat up. Mahomes is dealing with the foot injury. The Bills just destroyed Kansas City. I mean, they, they weren't in the same class as Buffalo in that game. And if and if they don't improve dramatically on defense, anyway, they won't they won't touch them, even if they see him again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was gonna, uh, saw a stat that said that this is the first regular season game the Chiefs have lost by more than one score since Mahomes has been the starter. Yep. That's absolutely wow. absurd. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, it, to me, when I watched that game, I mean, credit to, to Leslie Frazier and the Bills' defense. I mean, they played an outstanding game all over the field. But 
Patrick Mahomes just did not look like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, didn't he, play well. he, he was throwing balls in the dirt. He was throwing, you know, the interceptions, maybe not his fault uh, both times, but it just didn't seem like a Patrick Mahomes game. And maybe that's just credit to, to the Bills defense. I mean, they didn't blitz him a single time throughout that whole game, which I think is incredible because everybody says you got to get pressure on Mahomes. You got to get pressure on Mahomes. But if you blitz him, he's going to kill you. They didn't blitz him, and they still got pressure on him. So, you know, it was well, it was a great game, um, and I just I couldn't be happier. I'm not going to rub it in because I'm not no. that kind of person, but it just feels oh so good for once. Hey, look, man, I'm like you. I, even when the Chiefs won, I never rub it into anybody, and, and I never did when they had Alex Smith and all those years and coming up. Like, because you always, at least in my head, I was always, well, I'm not going to rub it in because there's going to come a day where I'll be on the other end of it. Um no, Mahomes, I actually said on the radio in Kansas City that I thought it was the worst game he's ever played in Kansas City. And I thought some of it was definitely credit to Buffalo. Some of it was just unforced errors. I mean, just mm-hmm. bad throws. I mean, having guys open him. I mean, they, like the the first drive of the game, he has Kelsey wide open. That's a touchdown. Yep. I mean, Kelsey is walking. That was the one play in the game. The Bills really blew a coverage. Mm-hmm. That should have been seven. And, look, do the Chiefs win the game? It's probably not. They got killed. But, I mean, it changes the tenor of the game. It's Absolutely. a huge play early. It's 7 nothing. You're at Arrowhead. Everybody's going nuts. It changes the feel of the game. Now, again, I think they still would have lost. They got boat raced. But I do think he played poorly. And I think part of it, too, if you go back and look at the game, and this is by design, by the way, the Bills were allowing him to throw short. There were guys open the whole game underneath. And if you look, he just won't throw the ball short. And I think part of it is just this internal, I don't want to say panic, but this internal pressure of I have to score every drive. We have to score every drive because if we don't score, we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Our defense is so bad that we have to score every single time we have the football. And I think it lends itself to, I got to fit this ball in here instead of just, you know what? I got, I've got Tyreek for a seven yard gain on, on second and 10. That's fine. Take it. But they weren't taking it. And, and I give the bills credit. They played really well. They doubled Hill most of the game. They didn't let Kelsey go nuts. But I think the Chiefs' offense will be fine. Like, I think if the Chiefs play anybody again, you know, they'll adjust the way that they need to play and, and so forth. But defensively is where they just have no chance. I mean, if they, if they don't get markedly better, they're not mm-hmm. beating Buffalo. They're not beating Cleveland if Cleveland doesn't turn the ball over. They're not beating Baltimore. Maybe they beat the Chargers, maybe not. But they they have major defensive issues that I don't think they can solve without some some moves before the deadline. You've you always said – sorry, go ahead. Real quick, I just – are you saying the Chiefs, you know, are, are not the pick to win the division right now or down further down the road? We're only – we just finished week five, so we got plenty of season left. But Chargers are 4-1 and one right now. They're looking I, hot. I would pick the Chargers to win the division. Okay. They're the better team. Yeah. Now, I would say this. That comes with the caveat of if Kansas City can improve this defense by 10 to 20% and they stop turning the ball over mm-hmm. – they're so talented. Yeah. Like, they could just win 10 games in a row. I mean, they've played Baltimore, Buffalo, the Chargers, and the Browns for their first five games. If they don't fumble the ball at the end of the Baltimore game and they don't turn the ball over three times inside the Chargers' 30-yard line, they win both those games easily, like mm-hmm. handily, against the Chargers, and they win the game against Baltimore. So it's just hard to say. Like, I think if they get – if they get a little bit of better play out of their defense, I really do think they're capable of just going berserk because their offense on a normal night is so great. But right now, I would pick the Chargers to win the division. I think Bu- Buffalo is clearly the best team in the AFC to me. I, like, I get Baltimore and L.A. and, and that's They're not as good as them. The, <laughs> the Bills, 
the Bills would beat any of those teams. The Bills are just, to me, along with Tampa, they're the best team in the NFL. No, you, I mean, all three of us really have been somewhat critical of Lamar Jackson in the past, just based off the fact that he needed to be a better passer. Last night, there was little to nothing to complain about about his play. 442 yards, leading them back from a ginormous deficit in the fourth quarter. By far his best game as a pro. How do we feel about Baltimore right now, Matt, going forward? Because, look, he shut me up. He played the, the best thing that I've ever seen him play. So, um, uh, Kurt, right now, Baltimore is – you know, Cincinnati's had a hot start, but in terms of the AFC North, Baltimore is kind of the clear favorite right now, just because Cleveland's kind of stumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel at least about Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens? I mean, like you said, you you can't complain about a single thing from last night. I mean, Lamar Jackson, 442 passing yards, 37 of 43, four touchdowns. Uh, the big comeback win against, I still think, a good Indianapolis team. They're just inconsistent. Um, but like you said, I mean, it's not really the Ravens that we knew of old. They can't really run the ball because all the running backs are hurt. And, and Lamar Jackson led the team in rushing last night uh, against the Colts. I, I, I find it difficult and hard to believe that they can keep that up. Obviously, you're not going to throw for over 400 yards per game, but it's promising. It's, it's really promising to see that, and especially when they get Rashad Bateman back. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he can kind of – translate this going forward uh throughout the season but matt I'll, I'll get your take on this as well yeah sorry guys my my daughter came uh, running down the stairs screaming i think <laughs> yeah. that would be great for the podcast um, no worries so uh no, with baltimore look i'll be honest they're the most perplexing team to me in the afc because you could make a real argument they should be one and four yeah mm-hmm. like a real argument they should be like 66 yard field goal to beat the lions <laughs> and they shouldn't even have been able to kick it they had a delay game they should have lost the game Yep. Kansas City just absolutely gives it away late. Like the Chiefs should have won that game. And then this Colts game, I, I will disagree with you. The Colts stink. You like that team. I, their their defense, I, I like their defense. I do. I mean, Carson Wentz played, Wentz played maybe, out of his mind last he played night. played maybe the best game of his career last night. He did. Um, and they still couldn't win the game. They, they still <laughs> lost the game. Okay. They yeah. stink. That team. Now they. Look, I will give them this. They've also played the most ridiculous schedule. In football. Yes. Their first five games have been out of their, this world. Their, their games have been very difficult. So I will grant you that. Like I think they will finish around 500, but that, that team's not good. That team, part of it also injuries. I just think they're undermanned. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to think of Baltimore. I think they're a good team. I think they're a flawed team. Um Jackson's been fantastic. And I've yeah. been the first one to say, hey, look, you, you struggled to throw from the pocket. Well, He's been really, really good. You got to get. He's thrown for more yards than Mahomes has. Yeah. I mean, give give him credit. He's been he's been excellent. And with who the hell catching the football? I mean, Mark <laughs> Andrews in Hollywood, who catches every other pass and then drops the other. Ones. So, give him a lot of credit. I think Baltimore is a good team. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're better than right. Buffalo. I, and I know, look, I don't. If if the Chiefs, like I said, if they get ten percent better defensively. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I, I think the Chiefs could get into a game with them where they score 45 points. So yeah. I think Baltimore is good. Right now, to me, in the AFC, Buffalo is clearly the best team. And then after that, you get into the Chargers, the Ravens, the Browns, and Kansas City. And Kansas City's struggling right now, but I don't think it's a homerish thing to say, look, they're also the kind of team we can look at this thing in two months and go, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they, who the hell wants to see them? So – 
I think it's interesting. I, other than that, in the AFC, I don't think any of these teams even matter. I mean, may, maybe Tennessee. I don't oh, know. I'm going to go with your logic on the cause. The Titans stink. They're not good. The, the entire division. That, that entire division is a like, mess. If you're the Chiefs, if you don't win that division, you're begging for a five seed. You're like, oh, God. Please. Yeah. Like, right? It's kind of like Tampa last year when they got Washington. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, for the love of God, get a five seed. <laughs> you play them, and then, you know, hey, however it shakes after that, it shakes. But, you know, it, look, the AFC to me is going to come down in the end to who's the healthiest team. Who, but I do think the Bill, I think the Bills are getting the one seed. They, they don't play anybody the rest of the year. They have yeah. a cakewalk the rest of the season. They have to I mean, play the Tampa Falcons. Bay is the only good team they play the whole year. Yep. Exactly. They have to play the Falcons. They have to play the Jets twice. They play it's Miami. They play the Patriots. They play Jacksonville. I mean, it's a it's a cakewalk. The, the only the, game that they probably won't be favored in is against Tampa Bay, and I still think Tampa. that they could win that game. I mean, oh, they it's, could. But they, they don't they, They're not going to run the table. I mean, they're not going to go, you know, just lose one game no, this they'll year. They'll be 14-2, 14-3 right. or 15-2 or something. Exactly. But, and it's it's they're in the driver's seat for the one seed right now. Yeah. But another AFC team that I do want to talk about. Yeah. That just had a absolute shootout is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland lost to the Chargers, and Cleveland is an interesting team to me. You mentioned Baltimore. Cleveland is very interesting to me because everybody came in here with high hopes for them, and I don't think that they're reaching those high hopes. Um, Baker Mayfield, I I don't know. I don't know what to think about Baker Mayfield. Sometimes I'm high on him. Sometimes I'm very low on him. It doesn't seem. I don't know. Matt, I, Matt, you go ahead, and then I'll kind of say my part. So, my here's what I think the Browns, player for player, might have the best roster in the NFL. The problem is in the NFL that, that that's cute, but if your quarterback's <laughs> not as good as the other quarterbacks, you'll lose. And if I went into the AFC playoffs right now, the teams we just talked about, who, who are you taking – I, I would take Lamar over Mayfield. I would take Josh Allen over Mayfield. I would certainly take Mahomes and, and Herbert over Mayfield, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not beating any of those teams. Yeah. And I, I'll throw Kansas City in the mix. I don't. They would not beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs would force him to throw the ball fifty times. Yeah. I, it would become one of those things where they have to score a million points. Cleveland supposedly fixes defense, but when they've played good offenses, they've given up a million points. Um, I don't care that they shut down Houston and Chicago. I don't care. You're not seeing Houston, Chicago in the playoffs. You're seeing Kansas City and the Chargers in the playoffs. You didn't stop once. And those games were all fine and well until Mayfield had to win the game. And then it just immediately became the worst two-minute drive you've ever seen in your life. Yep. Which, by the way, he basically did the, in week one against Kansas City, except he just threw a pick to end it instead of going through the entire two minutes. So I think they're good. Like, like, I don't think – like, if Cleveland went to play Buffalo in the divisional round, I don't think as a Bills fan you're just like, oh, easy money. Like mm-hmm. they're they're good, right? Yeah. But they're not. But at the same to- point, I think you'd also be like, yeah, we should win this game. Like we should handle Mayfield when we have to, and mm-hmm. that makes for an interesting situation when they might have to try to get into a contract negotiation with him this offseason. I was just mm-hmm. about to bring that up because we saw what he did last week against Minnesota, going fifteen of thirty-three. And now, obviously, he rebounded this week. He played. It's not like he played terrible this week, but yeah, down no, the stretch, obviously, the the yeah. That that and that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, you just mentioned it when they have to beat teams like the Chargers and the Bills and the Chiefs when the time comes. Um, so, what kind of money is he really going to garner when they do come to contract talks? Because you know, if I'm Cleveland, I'm not giving him you know forty million dollars a year. I just feel like that's just, that, that's a reach. 
Mm-hmm. You can I I think if you're if you're Cleveland, even if he gets pissed, you 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 just say, look, we're playing out your fifth year option, and you you ride it, and then if you have to, you tackle. Yeah. Like I, you can't give him four. You cannot give him Mahomes money, Allen mm-hmm. money, Russell Wilson money. You can't. He's not worth that. Nope. Like I don't. I don't care if it's one of these. Well, you know, he's the next guy in line. No, he's not, because he's not on that level. Mm-hmm. Those guys, and I. And by the way, I'll throw Dak in that conversation. Like those oh, yeah. guys can have games where you just can't beat them. Right. right. Like that's the thing. If you face a Buffalo or even the Chargers or the Chiefs or Baltimore, their quarterbacks can have a game where even if you're a better team, you lose because those guys just go nuts, and and there's nothing you're doing about it. Mayfield's not. Right. Right. The same way I feel about Tennessee. Like Tannehill's fine. He's good, but like he's not you're not going, oh my God, we can't stop Ryan. <laughs> you're just not. Right. Like I and I think that's where that's why also even before all this stuff with Gruden, like with the Raiders, like Carr's had a great year to this point. But do you really go into a game going, man, we just can't stop Derek Carr? Right. Like, probably not. Yeah. And I, I think the Browns are too reliant on that run game. Um we saw even in this game against the Chargers, what was it? I think it was is third and eight, and, and they decided to hand it off. I mean, that just shows that they don't really have much faith in Baker Mayfield. Um, and that you guys mentioned the two minute drill was it was pretty ugly, but it was bad. I st- I still think that I would pick Cleveland down the road to win that division. Um, I like their defense a lot, and it's only week five. We got we got plenty of season left. Um, I just. I think, I, I, um... In that division, it's going to come down to Cleveland and Baltimore. I mean, Cincinnati's yeah. played a little bit better than we all expected. Um, well, at least that. I'm not <laughs> saying the Bengals are going to win the division, but the, and I agree playing. with you, Kurt. I think I think Cleveland will win the division because I think for the regular season they're built to just week in week out win. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you get to the playoffs, and I learned this the hard way, and I like him, but like with Alex Smith as a Chiefs fan. Use the playoffs. It's about being able to make those big plays. It's right. about being able on third and eleven to just fit one in between the linebacker and the safety, and and mm-hmm. and have the quarterback who just says, "I don't care the hell with it. I'm going to fit it in there, and I can do it." They don't. To me, like I mean, Chad Henney beat Baker Mayfield last year in playoff game. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. I don't, maybe maybe it proves me wrong. I don't see it. <laughs> I can't have you on the show without asking about Ben Roethlisberger, so I'm going to ask you about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> Look, you know, they have their first 100-yard rushing game against the fourth-best rush defense in football. I think that surprised a lot of people. Najee finally kind of came to life. The offensive line looked actually good, which they haven't all year. Uh, Defensively, they did everything they needed to for about three and a half quarters. You know, Teddy started bringing them back. But I think that this is the recipe that the Steelers came into the year wanting to be able to do week in and week out, where Ben only throws 25 times and they can get the ground game going. They looked good. Ben looked okay, you know. So, as a Steelers fan going into a game where they're facing Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, a game that Mike Tirico will call, and the Steelers are five and zero in the last five games that Mike Tirico has called. Um, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's a game changer. Thank, thank God he's up in the booth. <laughs> that's just that, as a Steelers fan, you're, you're going to take any positive omen you can right now. So that's one of the worst things. Exactly. But regardless, I mean, they're sitting, this is as good as a position that it can be in right now in terms of how it started. You know, get to two and three. It's a lot better to be staring at Geno Smith and Russell Wilson. If they can get to three and three before the bye, Cleveland is playing a tough stretch right now. They play Arizona this week. I think they're in a much favorable position than they were, you know, obviously a few weeks ago. 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know what? I give them credit. They did play the way they needed to play against Denver. Now I will also say, and I, if, Anyone reads my stuff is listening to this. They know this is the truth. I have been saying that Denver is the most fraudulent team on earth for the last like three weeks. So you said that on our show two weeks ago. When you beat the Jags and the Jets and the Giants, if that's all nice and well, I I don't care. I I don't care. And and then Baltimore went in there and killed them. And you guys did all you could to let them win that game in the end. But the the Broncos are not good. That said, they do have a good defense. And the Steelers did run the ball down the throat. Roethlisberger. I couldn't believe that the pass you threw in the middle of the field. I mean, that, now granted, you you could have ticketed that thing for for airfare by the time it came down. But it was it, it got there. Listen, you know, Jared. The truth of it is, man, like, could they be a wild card team? Maybe because you look at the sure. AFC and it's like, all right. I mean, we it's got all heavy. the teams we've ripped off, right? There's like yeah. five, six good teams, and then it's just kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. So could they do it? I mean, yes. Um, I think it's hard. They're gonna have a, they have a hard schedule. I a mean, that, schedule. that division is hard. Like, you got all those teams. You got, you got to go to Arrowhead. I mean, you know, you did you did actually you beat Buffalo, which kudos. still angers me to this That day. should anger you. Yes. It should anger you. Um, <laughs> but you're fine. You're playing a division that's basically the MAC. So you're all right. <laughs> Not wrong. That, that division, wow. Yes. Um, holy. The um, MAC. That division is so bad that's an insult to the MAC. Dude, um, how wait real quick? How early do we think that the Bills can clinch this division? I, we I'm talked saying, about this last week. I think it's like maybe like week eleven, week twelve. I'm saying week thirteen at home, Monday Night Football against the Patriots. They win that game, they get the division. Yeah, I'm I would not you. be surprised. I'm with you. Yeah, that, that division is garbage. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Pittsburgh should beat Seattle. I mean, Geno Smith, come on now. <laughs> if you lose that game at home on Sunday Night Football, give it up. Okay, that that game. I mean, you got to. It's kind of like how I feel about the Chiefs this weekend against Washington. Like you lose to that team, just just pack it in. Yeah, like, I, I'm sorry now. Like come on, Washington to, to the Titans and the Giants the next three weeks. The Chiefs can't win those three games. Just give it up. I, I don't know. I mean, the Titans I guess maybe a little at Tennessee. But come on, I mean, you got you got to be able to. Although I look forward to Derrick Henry having 800 yards rushing in a quarter. <laughs> um, the Chiefs might just hold his hands and just skip into the end. <laughs> It'd be more resistance. At least they touch them. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, the Steelers have got to they've got to do what they did. They've got to run the ball. They've got to block a little bit. Ben's got to make a play here and a play there. And if they can do that, they can win. But I, I do think that that schedule is is murder. That is a it hard, is. hard schedule. It, it is. is. And it's the one that got a lot of attention coming into the season and whatnot. But um if they can at least somewhat replicate what they did, and they're not look, they're not gonna run for hundred yards every week. Ben's gonna have to throw more than twenty-five times a game at some point. So that's the one thing that I think that they're – I think the formula is if Ben throws less than 35 times, that's when they have the best chance of winning. And it's not going to be easy when you face you – know, they still got to face Baltimore twice, still got to face Cleveland twice, Cincinnati again, uh, Kansas City and Arrow. Like It's not an easy schedule. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about – everything going forward. I would just like to see Ben Roethlisberger go to the playoffs in his final year. That's the, that's the one thing I would like to see. Don't want to see him go sub 500. I got to tell I'm you, sure. you are, uh, you're the only fan base that wants to see him in a playoff game because <laughs> I actually, that's not true. whoever's playing against him. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're not wrong that, I mean the Cleveland, Cleveland Pittsburgh game last, last year in the playoffs. I've seen it. Fun, yeah. fun for Cleveland fans. Um, it did nothing for me. They, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers just really are not an exciting team for me to watch. Um, I, I, their defense is great. You know, if you're a big fan of great defenses, sure, but they don't do much on offense. Now they lose Juju Smith-Schuster the whole year. It just it doesn't seem very promising. Look, and, if, uh, if four-yard drag routes to James Washington don't excite you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Thank God you guys hired Matt Canada. That's the difference. Look, man, I will say this about Canada. Throughout the first few weeks, it was abysmal. Um, but I will say he has done a lot and a lot with Canada's pre-snap. If you go back and watch last year, Feigner did absolutely no sort of you pre-snap pay motion. Me to go back and watch them again. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it last year. I'm still in therapy over it. Once is enough. Well, what I'm saying is that Matt Canada has really uh, interpreted a lot of or interjected a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of you know those types of things to modernize the offense as best he can. Now, they did preach, okay, Matt Canada's going to run the ball. He didn't do that until last week. So hopefully going forward, now that they seem to have some sort of chemistry, they, they seem they can you know carry that forward. But uh, like I said, I'll be cautiously optimistic after this past week. Hopefully they get to 500 this week and then maybe parlay it after the bye into a uh, – a, a shocker over Cleveland. The game is it, it's in Cleveland though, so I mean I'm not going to hold my breath about it. But yeah, it's not going to be easy. Well, it, the Steelers might be able to run for 100 yards per game, but uh, if you ask Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, they're going to run for 250 yards a game and throw for 250 yards a game because he wants balance, and that's what it's all about. It's that easy, boys. Urban Meyer is going to be at USC before December. <laughs> is he including the pregame warmups? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Going against air. By the way, I forget who said this. Somebody said this on Twitter that they went back and looked, and he, his teams never did that once at Ohio State. <laughs> Had like, 500 I mean, yards of off? Yeah, he position. says it never so did. casually. He's look, man. Every time I get annoyed at the Chiefs defense, I just, I just, I, I look at the uh, you know the latest press conference out of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Whether it's him apologizing for being um, highly inappropriate at a bar in Ohio, or it's or it's just his general demeanor or his, his philosophy on life or, or just coaching a football game. It is. Good luck, guys. Good luck, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll if tell you, I don't is... know what's more depressing. I don't know what's the worst quarterback situation. Trevor Lawrence being stuck with that sideshow or the Jets who are just like, you know what we ought to do? Here's a defensive-minded head coach who's a first-time head coach at any level. Here's an offensive coordinator who's as old as me, by the way. <laughs> who is a first-time offensive coordinator at any level. And here's a backup quarterback, two of them, in fact, who've never thrown a pass. Good luck. Just <laughs> And, like, nobody apparently in the whole organization, Joe Douglas included, who, by the way, everyone's always like, he's a great GM. Uh, based off what exactly? Yeah. yeah. Right. It all comes back. It literally all comes back to the fact that, oh, he was in the front office that uh, in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. That's what, what everybody always to. goes back okay, to. Okay, and to no one wants to say it. I'll tell you what it comes back to. It's probably the fact that he's a good source for a few people. That's what it comes back to. Wow. Okay? Okay. And I don't know. That, I, I've never spoken to Joe Douglas. I'm not sitting here saying that, that he's like loose lips Joe Douglas. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying usually, usually when the media is like, hey, this yeah. guy is great and his record's like 10 and 30, <laughs> that's why. Okay. That's usually why. Like, it's not – there is no reason to sit there and say that Joe Douglas has done a good job as a general manager of that football team. How? What has he done? They're as bad as they were when he took them over. 
Mm-hmm. They might the, be even worse. They might be even yeah. worse. Everybody points what to the Jamal doing? Adams trade getting like all the draft capital. That's probably the only note. Yeah, but, but what, what are, are they going to do with that draft capital? I like, mean, I'll give you, like, yeah, probably, probably screw it up. Yeah. Look, <laughs> like, perfect example of a situation that I can tell you firsthand. So, when Matt Patricia was coaching the Lions, no oh. organization in the NFL was more media unfriendly, if that's a term. Okay. Hate, <laughs> like, would not would not do any kind of, hey, like, just a little information on something, nothing. It was Fort Knox. You didn't see a single media person in the world taking up for Matt Patricia when that team stunk. <laughs> there wasn't, like, why? Get him the hell out of there. Get somebody else in there who will help me out a little bit right. here. And that's, <laughs> and look, that's part of the deal. Yep. That's part of the game. And I know people like to say, well, that's not the way it should be. Well, it is the way it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sell yourself completely, if you sell your soul as a media member for a little access, that's, I mean, that's a whole nother argument. I, I don't subscribe to that. But Joe Douglas, in fact, that everybody loves Joe Douglas. Why? Yeah. Why do you love Joe Douglas? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have questions. And Loose I, I lips feel Joe. like I know the answer. That's a phenomenal right? nickname that we should use going forward. <laughs> hey, good every- point, I've never thought about it that way. You know, I don't know how long, how much longer we can have before, Matt, but I do want to ask you about this. Uh, everybody's, uh, I'm seeing on my Twitter feed how Jameis Winston has 12 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Um, I'm tired of seeing it. Um, please tell me that you're, you know, still on our side in terms of Jameis Winston. Not. No, I, I think I think Matt's a huge Jameis believer now. Huge, <laughs> huge. I eat W's every week, baby. No, I, I mean, how many yards is he throwing for? Nine hundred. He's averaging less than two hundred a game. I know he that. Five games. Wow. And he threw a, threw a helmet, but that was oh my god! Yes, uh, yesterday, now Sunday, I'm losing my mind now. The Chiefs will make you do that. Um, <laughs> on Sunday, he throws that hail mary. I believe it was Callaway. To Callaway, yep. okay. And I, I, I genuinely don't remember. I actually would call this person out because they deserve it. Somebody who was a respected media member tweeted out, like, you know what? That just goes, Joe. He's got a great rapport with Callaway. I'm like, he threw a hail mary. <laughs> <laughs> Just threw the ball straight up in the air. Anybody <laughs> could have caught that ball. It's not his, uh, Meanwhile, by the way, nice defense by Washington on that. Play. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, was like right. the Anthony Hitchens school of defense where everybody just ran and nobody <laughs> turned around. But it was, I mean, look, it is what it is. Like Winston, I guess if you want to give him some credit, like he's not turning the ball over at an alarming rate, but he's doing it because he's throwing for like a buck 60 a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, listen, they're three and two. He's not turning the ball over. If you want to give him credit for that, that's fine, but he is not. He the went, next he went person 15, says he's in the MVP conversation should be stripped of any credentials for the rest of their lives. <laughs> he, he went 15 for 30 for 279 yards against the Washington football team. He completed um, 50% of his passes. 50%. Including a Hail Mary. Including a Hail Mary. Mary. Oh, but just wait until Michael Thomas comes back. No, it's uh, it's it's tiring. It, it's pretty – not, not that I'm rooting against the Saints, but – it's just I, I need them to come back. I need the, the fans to come back down to earth a little bit here and uh, yeah. understand what's actually going on. Look, I'll I'll leave it at this. I think there are about ten teams, and I and even if the records don't match up this second, there are ten teams that matter in the NFL this year. In the NFC, it's Dallas, it's Green Bay, it's Tampa Bay, it's the Rams, it's the Cardinals. Those five, nobody else matters. Seattle would have mattered, but without Wilson, they're screwed. Mm-hmm. And the Niners are not good enough to compete. In the AFC, it's Buffalo, it's Baltimore, it's Cleveland, it's the Chargers, it's the Chiefs. Those 10 teams. Everybody else, no offense, Jarrett, you pack it up and go home. 
Bills you, you're not telling me anything I don't and, know. And, if, the, if the Chiefs don't fix their defense, it's going to be nine teams because nobody's winning anything with that team. Man. But they're talented enough. They have enough experience. That if they get it even moderately corrected, they're they're good enough to go on the road and win a bunch of playoff games and do what Tampa did last year. But I, those ten teams, nobody else matters. I don't I don't care if Chicago's three and two or since he's three and two. It doesn't matter. Those ten teams are the 10 teams that are capable of winning a Super Bowl, the varying degrees. Buffalo doesn't have to do anything different. Buffalo is the best team in football as they sit right now. Tampa, to me, if they're, if everything's firing, I still think that team is the most terrifying because of everything they have at their disposal. And then you get into, you know, I think, look, the Chiefs are the wild card in this. If they get their defense even somewhat sorted out, I think they're as good as anybody because they're just terrifying across the board. If they don't get it figured out, they might be the weakest of those 10. It's just... Yeah, you know, so we'll see. But those ten teams are the teams that matter going into the last, you know, two thirds of the season. Matt Ritterum, you know, we always appreciate you coming on, and we know that we probably thank you to the point where you get tired of us thanking you. But uh, you know, we appreciate everything you do for us and always giving us some time. So, hey, for your sake, hopefully the Chiefs turn the tide right now, my friend, because uh, it it makes <laughs> hurts my heart to see you flustered. I hope you know that. Hey man, listen, you guys didn't know me uh, pre Mahomes. Okay, yeah, my entire right. life was flustered. <laughs> that is right. With that organization. I, that's true. We didn't know you during uh, Matt Castle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The days. The days. Now we can reminisce. I know how that is, Matt. We can yeah. we can reminisce. Oh, I remember some games between Matt Castle and I'm trying to do the quarterback was. I, hell, I remember one game. It was Matt, it was Alex Smith, but it was it was Matt. It was Jeff Tool. Jeff, Jeff Tool. Tool. Yeah. Tool. Sammy yep. Watkins had a deep touchdown. I think that game. Um, oh I know the game you're talking about. I don't even remember who won that game. If we're oh, being the Chiefs honest, won the game. Chiefs won. Okay. Tool yeah. threw in a hundred yard interception. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was. Um, I remember some some dandies with Castle and Tyrod. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Good time. Yep, it was. And now now we get Mahomes and Allen for the next twenty so years. Let's hope. Twenty. I feel, Jesus. I feel like that is going to be the rivalry in the NFL. I think so. I mean, I Jack, think you got to throw, throw Herbert in there too, though. I think he's playing do, phenomenal. But like, yeah. you know, I got to see them win a playoff game, man. That's right. Fair. Like Baltimore, I got to see them win some playoff games. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's proven they can win playoff games. Kansas City's proven it can go to Super Bowl and win. Right. right. Like the Chiefs, that win was so big for Buffalo. Let's be honest, not because Buffalo had to prove they were good, but everybody knows Buffalo's really good. That win was to prove that they could beat a team that's been there and done it, and that was always the standard with New England, right? It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't that, like. You're proving you were good. It was that you were proving you could beat a team who knows how to win. Right. Kansas City knows how to win. Buffalo went in there and smacked them in the mouth. If they see each other again, does that have a bearing on the on the next game? Probably not. I mean, it probably you know every game's unto itself, but it does matter in this regard. If you're Buffalo, you're confident you can win the game because you've beaten. Right. Exactly. And they'll probably get them at home. I think yep. the biggest challenge for the Bills, and then I will stop because it's nine o'clock here and I got to eat something for dinner. <laughs> um, the biggest challenge for the Bills, and Kurt, take this from someone who knows from going through years of it with Kansas City. It's not the talent level. It's not the coaches. You guys have all that. More than more than capable of winning the Super Bowl with this group. It becomes, and it won't happen until January, but it becomes the internal pressure. It becomes the weight of the entire city that's been nothing but like, horrible defeats like, mm-hmm. for years and years and years, and like the, the roof caving in. That's That's the hardest thing. Because I remember when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and they were down 24 nothing to Houston in a playoff game. <laughs> and every Chief fan in the world, if you asked them in that moment, was like, yeah, of course they did this. Because of course. <laughs> now, 
that's why they have Mahomes. And that's what that was what made that team special was they didn't buckle. They they overcame it. And by the way, I think Buffalo's probably gonna do that. I think they will overcome. But it's when you have that home playoff game and it doesn't start out perfectly. And and you feel that nervous energy at the Ralph. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> are they gonna blow this game? <laughs> this is our year. Everything's lined up. You know, like that is that is gonna be the challenge. And it's by the way, that's a challenge for every team. Yep. That's like but once you do it, then you always feel like you're going to be able to do it. Like as a Chief fan, this was three, four years ago, I'd pick, oh, my God, this team's done. <laughs> but as a Chief fan now, I'm like, look, if they just get in the playoffs and they're healthy and they fix this thing a little bit, I don't care where they've got to go. They can beat anybody. Right. You know, and they'll feel that way. So mm-hmm. I'm, I will say that I'm rooting for Buffalo, man. Grew up in New York, a ton of good Bills fans. Like if they win, I'll be thrilled for you guys. That team, you got all you guys, by God, you deserve it. So I, I would be very – if the Chiefs don't come out of it, I will be pulling for the Bills all the way. There's no doubt. Are you getting uh, Steve Bono flashbacks? Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Matt's really going to leave. Way to go, Jerry. I'm done with this. I'll never come back. <laughs> By the way, how much, how much, how much jewelry are you wearing? Um, let's see. I've got that earring, this earring. I got two rings on. I've got two <laughs> – Leave me alone, Matt. <laughs> I just when you lean back, I was blinded by the reflection. I, my God, I got a suit today too. You should be proud of me. You bought a suit? I did. Is it one of those ones from like the Five and Dime shop where you go outside and make <laughs> no, the page? no, I, no, I, 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 he's I, gonna pull up the receipt right now. He's, I, his, I will. I'll, his I'll wallet is still you. hurting. Yeah, my wallet is still very much what hurting. What made you buy a, a suit? So I got a new job in the marketing field, and I got to dress up like a big boy every day. So, right. so yeah, that. Uh, thank you. So it's yeah, good it's, to wear collars at work occasionally. Oh, don't get me wrong. I I love getting all dressed up. I've just never really had an excuse to do it. So now I do, all and right. I got a suit, and I go won't wear. Matt, Matt, go go enjoy your dinner. We're, we're yeah, wasting by all your means. Time here. But thank okay. you, thank I you always, for the time, my I friend. Always, uh, we'll we'll talk soon. Anytime I can make for you guys, I'm happy to do it. So, thank you, sir. All right, guys, it, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, your your Bills at Monday Night Football. So back Monday in the Night saddle, a little prime time. Exactly. And uh, your Steelers, a little prime time. And thank God for me, not prime time. <laughs> it, it, Mike Sirico for the, the win. The at one o'clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, guys, take care. Enjoy, See you, Matt. Thanks. See ya. Oh. Wow. I get goosebumps. I get, I get goosebumps hearing Matt say that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football because it's been a long time coming, my friend. It it really has, and um, it, I mean, he everything that he says is correct. Um, it was a it was a shootout, but I guarantee if this team meets if these teams meet again in the playoffs, it will be extremely close. Um, because playoff be. football is different. Playoff football is a totally different breed. You can come into the playoffs just barely scraping by, just getting that wild card. And how many t- how many times have we seen a Cinderella story? So um, it's a uh, it, it feels it feels good, but I'm not I'm not gonna soak on it too much because we're on to Tennessee now. So uh, I'm very happy. But it is it is nice to know that throughout just over a month, this is the closest game that the Bills have played, and they still won by 18 points. So it's That's all right. a hell of a stat. We're moving on here, and it feels good. You know, the one thing that I would love, absolutely love to see is an absolutely packed Orchard Park AFC I Championship game weekend. I have dreams about this at least three times a week. I cannot <laughs> wait until it comes true because 
that place is going to be like I thought, you know, the, the home opener after our pandemic, not being able to see this team winning the division for the first time. I thought the, the Pittsburgh game was loud. I cannot imagine what a playoff game, let alone an AFC championship home playoff game would sound like. Um, it would be quite the scene. It would be yeah. an as historic scene. And look, I'm very much, I mean, I'm on the same page as Matt. Like, if there's any team that I do have to root for outside of Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh's not going to be a Super Bowl contender. It's it's hard to root against Buffalo just because of everything that the city has gone through and the fact that it's drove them insane to where they squirt mustard on each other and jump through tables before every game just to feel something. Like, this is, this by all means, I mean, you said a Cinderella story. I think that this could be the year that Buffalo fits on that glass slipper. So, Let's to hope me, so. To me, I mean, if you really think about it, too, not just, you know, oh, it's been a long time coming, they deserve this. This seems like the year to do it um, because Kansas City's not going to have a bad defense forever. They're most likely going to go into this offseason spending heavy on the defense, drafting heavy on the defense. They're going to fix their team. The AFC is going to fix their team. I mean, Baltimore is going to get all their, their players that were injured back next year. All these AFC teams that are maybe down injury wise or just, you know, player personnel wise, they're going to come back. And Buffalo's on a level higher than probably anybody else in the AFC right now. This seems like the year to do it if you're going to do it, um, because it's probably not getting any easier after this. So we'll see. We're only in week five here. Um, but it was a fun week five. We, we talked, we touched on a few games here, but you know what uh, wasn't fun, Kurt? What? One of us had a same game parlay last night. That. I'm sorry. That would have, I'm not going to say how much it would have won me. It would have been a lot. The odds it would have, plus it would have paid for your new suit, probably. It would have paid for four new suits, Kurt. <laughs> it would have bought me a lot of things. I was a Mo Alley Cox touchdown away from hitting it. I'm and quite sad. For, and for the amount of yards and points that the, the Colts scored and put up, you would think that Mo Alley would be able to get in the end zone at least once. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Um, but uh, you know, it happens. That's uh, that's what that's what keeps the uh, the betters coming back is just that <laughs> chase. So you win some, but, you lose some. But yeah, no. I mean, it was an exciting week. One of the more, arguably, the most exciting week thus far. I mean, we saw what Lamar Jackson did last night in a historical performance. Um, even in a loss, Carson Wentz had one of the best games of his career, if not the best. I think it's the best statistical game in his career. I think so. Um, uh, Los Angeles and Cleveland was an absolute shootout. Every Packers kick, and Bengals that we haven't talked about yet. Every <laughs> kicker in the NFL, not named Justin Tucker, decided to suck. So I mean, Packers, Bengals. Credit to the Bengals. The Bengals have looked good this year. They really have. Joe Burrow they, is oh. Joe Burrow's coming back. He's coming back with a vengeance. He's ready to roll. But that was an ugly game of football. Um, I understand that the kicker's job is hard. But Mason Crosby has been doing it for maybe longer than we've been alive. I don't know how long he's technically been in the league. I think it seems like he's been in the league since the nineties, but I don't know. Seven. Any either way. What what was it? Was it five missed field goals for for the win, and then the sixth one they finally hit it and won. In the Um, final like two minutes of regulation into overtime, there was five missed field goals by Mason Crosby and Zach McPherson combined. And Zach McPherson thought that he had the game. That was on. the funniest thing of the weekend. <laughs> if, My God. I, I, I'm sorry. It's Evan McPherson. But oh, anyway, sorry, if, sorry. if you haven't seen it, um, he thought that he hit the game winner, started cheering, started jumping around. Teammates were picking him up. And very quickly, he realized that he did not make it. And the game was still going on. Um, I really want to know 
who said who told him that he didn't win the game and how that kind of played out. But uh, either way, the Packers move on. Packers get the win. Um, and it just seemed like a kind of an empty feeling. It seems like you, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers or if you're a Packers fan, you say, okay, the Bengals are a good team. They're kind of hot right now, but we should handle this team. We should win this game by maybe a score or two. Um, and that was not the case. That was not the case at all. They went to overtime, and the Packers just barely squeaked it out. I think that I'm just higher on Cincinnati than you are. No, I know I'm higher on Cincinnati than you are based on our preseason predictions. And uh, and I've I've grown. Um, I, I I like them a lot now. I mean, I like them a whole lot more now than I did when I did my season predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're still kind of missing a little bit to me, but I think that I, I tweeted it out during the game. I think that in a couple of years, probably I say two years, they could absolutely be in a running to win that division. And it might be too early to say. I mean, because. In terms of, I mean, Matt just touched on it, the quarterback battles for the next few years. I mean, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be too long until we throw Joe Burrow's name in that conversation no. because he's just been phenomenal. And Jamar Chase, man, dude, the catches that he is making, like these aren't like, – it's like, yes, he's getting long touchdowns and he's making it look great, but he's all like, I'm not going to be surprised if in a couple of weeks we're going to see him do, you know, catch a ball with his feet in the middle of a standing <laughs> backflip. Like the dude has been – out of this world good yes he really has and i mean that that offense has has some talent t higgins tyler boyd uh joe mixon who's kind of having a a revival year here it's it's encouraging to see they i think they they need a little bit more on defense um and their their offensive line hasn't been great this year we kind of knew that coming into the season but Joe Burrow has been standing up, and uh, he he took a, a nasty hit, something with his uh, throat. Yeah, I bet, I bet that's the um, last time he ever dives headfirst on a run again. I don't really know how that happens, a throat contusion, but apparently he was having trouble speaking, uh, so hopefully he's okay. I think they they said that he's good He's good to go this yeah, week. Yeah, they said but, he's good. But either way, I mean, they're, they're a fun team to watch. I think they're going to be an interesting team going down the stretch. I don't think they'll be a wild card team, but I think that they'll be – Kind of in the talks is still. I think they'll be playing meaningful football in December. I think, yeah, they'll be in the hunt. And I think they'll be that team that, you know, in, in week 15 wins a game that they probably shouldn't. I don't even know who they play in week 15. But later on down the season, I think they win some games that they probably shouldn't and maybe play spoiler a little bit because they're, they're good enough to do that. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten better defensively as well. So, yeah, I think next year. I think as early as next year, Cincinnati could be a wild card team, especially, you know, depending on what happens with Pittsburgh. Um, there's a lot of different things that factor into, I mean, the AFC in contrast to the NFC, like NFC has got Brady, it's got Stafford, it's got Russell Wilson. I mean, Kyler Murray now as well, but the AFC, these are all teams that are really good led by young quarterbacks. Yep. So Absolutely. everybody's just kind of on the rise together, and it's just a matter of okay, who's gonna you know keep rising the quickest, and who's gonna kind of stay behind? So, yeah, the AFC is kind of oh, what's a good analogy I can make for this? You know, young versus old. Mm, I don't know. You put me on the spot here. I'm I know. I'm sorry. I thought I had one in my. I thought I had one in my head, but uh, it seems to have escaped me. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so this is like a new blood rising in terms of the AFC, and uh, sure, that's a wrestling reference. Okay, uh, yeah, I figured. I, I don't know anything about wrestling. In case you if don't you know. if you know anything about a nineteen nineties WCW, New Blood Rising was like the midst of the end. Okay, well, yeah, 
All right. Thank, thanks for that. I'll, I'll be sure to look it up after the show. Um, but either way, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with that. Um, there's there's some there's some teams that we should be very high on, and there's some teams that, as always, we should be very low on. And um, the Jets are one of those teams. I think the Dolphins are one of those teams, which is maybe a little bit surprising. We thought that maybe they could Yo, squeak in. I don't want to get too much into a preview yet, but Jaguars money line this weekend in London against Miami. Mm. We're riding it, baby. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is going to get me some money. one of the year in London. All right. The Jaguars are just very hey. good in London for whatever reason. You know what? I, I picked the Jaguars to win last week. And you did. I, I, I took a risk. and I thought maybe the risk would pay off, but it did not. Um, but either way, I mean, the Jaguars lost to the Titans 37-19. Wasn't very close. Um, speaking of the Dolphins, they got embarrassed. Um, they got embarrassed big time by Tom Brady and the Bucks. They lost 45-17. to um, Brian Flores, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. You had a great defense last year, maybe a lucky defense last year. Maybe that's a better word for it. It's just not happening this year. And, and now Tua Tagovailoa is coming back. Whoopee. I mean, he's he's not much of an upgrade over what they have right now. So it just – I cannot imagine being a Dolphins fan and looking over on the West Coast and watching the long-haired beauty of Justin Herbert just slinging that ball because if he was in Miami right now, that would be a dangerous team. I think a lot of what the problem is in Miami, I mean, it stems back to the quarterback position, but they also don't have very many talented weapons. And last year their defense – relied a lot on the fact that they just constantly took the ball away mm-hmm. and they're not really doing that this that much this year so um, I think that was the biggest thing with their defense they're not going to get 900 takeaways this year again like they did last year so uh, Miami they're I mean I was really low on them coming into the year I'm not a, I think yes two has only played what a game and a half thus far he hasn't looked good I'm not mm-hmm. like I mean like you just said I'm not if I'm a Dolphins fan I'm not jumping up and down pumping my fist mm-hmm. because two is coming back so yeah, man. You know they've had quite the uh, the missed opportunities at quarterback over the past decade and a half. So it's it is what it is. I'm not high on them. I think. Do you think that they're going to be looking for a different quarterback in the draft or next year, trying to make a push for you know Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, something like that? I don't think that they're going to spend a high draft pick on a on a quarterback yet. Um, just maybe because of uh, we don't want to admit that we're wrong, but also maybe just barely holding on to the hope that Tua might be something. If anything, I think they would go the route of maybe finding somebody like Orion Fitzpatrick where they can bring him in to be a backup that could possibly start and win games for them. Um, I don't know who that would be. I don't know you know, the, the upcoming free agency class. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is a perfect example. I mean, they could bring him in. They could still have Tua. They could have a quarterback competition. If Tua doesn't work out, they bring somebody else in. Tyrod just does the Tyrod thing where he starts and then gets benched for some I think I think it could be very similar. If Tua is there next year and they do something like that, I think it would be extremely similar to what we've seen in Denver this year where, okay, you know, Drew Locke was the starter. We're going to bring in somebody else, try to light a fire under his butt, and then, you know, if Tyrod – let's say that, that it is Tyrod. If Tyrod beats out Tua Tungabailoa, well – I guess he got trade bait in Tua now, but Gardner that, Minshew. That just name, that name just popped into my head. I would like to see Gardner Minshew on the Miami Dolphins. I'm just. I would like to see Gardner Minshew starting anywhere right now yes. because he is my the love of my life. Gardner Minshew is. 
Well, um, you know, he's not he's not going to be starting in, in Philly because it seems like they love Jalen Hurts. Um, not that he's been lighting the world on fire, but they did have a nice comeback over the Carolina Panthers. Um, the Panthers had a huge choke job, but Eagles got it done. Uh, they win 21-18. Maybe the first real stinker that we see from the Panthers this year, which you're going to get from a young team like that. Um unexpected but maybe not a total surprise because they're both kind of just i you know the panthers are a better team i think but both teams are just middle of the pack not great not not very good um so again not not totally surprising but it, it happens you know it happens sam darnold had a few interceptions that's just what happens and i mean the eagles have not a good defense but i do like their secondary with darius slay and steven nelson so they, they can create turnovers like that, and they can win games like that. Yeah, I mean, that was the first real bad game Sam Donald's played. Like, he didn't play great against Dallas. Like, he threw a couple picks against Dallas as well. But he, mm-hmm. you know, tried to bring them back, and they only lost by a score against the, the Cowboys. He blew the game for Carolina. I mean, they're up – it wasn't uh, an offensive uh, clinic for either team. I think they were winning, like, 15-6 to six at one point. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, Sam – like, and look – any Panthers fan who's saying, oh, got to trade for Deshaun Watson now. Oh, got to look at quarterbacks next year. Shut up. Sam Darnold's looked very good this year. Sam Darnold, this is the first game where he has looked like downright bad. He has been, he just had back-to-back games with 300 yards passing, and he's been great up until this point. Mm-hmm. So calm down. <laughs> I hate fans that after one game just zoom up, got to blow it up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go 15-2 and two. to hell with them. Let's try again. Calm down. The Panthers are fine. And when you look at the next few years in the NFC South, Sam Darnold going forward is probably the best quarterback situation outside of Tom Brady in that division because Falcons are going to be getting somebody new because Matt Ryan ain't going to be there much longer. Jameis Winston's Jameis Winston. <laughs> Tom Brady apparently is going to play till he's 70. So <laughs> he will we'll probably s- still produce when he's 70. We'll, so. we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, once these older guys start to, you know, take a little bit of a step back and eventually go elsewhere or retire. Like Panthers are in a prime position to, to be good. They're going to be good this year. Like I still think they're going to be a wild card team because outside of, you know, the four or five teams that Matt named it's wide open for a wild card. Like in terms of the playoff teams, like it'll be Tampa, Los Angeles, it'll be green Bay, uh, Arizona right now. And then, you know, there's going to be a there's not too many like middle of the pack teams that are really good in the NFC. Carolina, right. I think, is at the top of that list. Like Dallas is going to be the winner of the NFC East. But outside of that in the NFC East, like Washington's not going to be good. The Giants are hurt all over the place. And the Eagles are I don't think the Eagles are going to be much of anything this year. So they're still going to be a playoff team. They could still win a playoff game depending on, you know, who they play. They're fine. So calm yep. down about the Panthers. Calm down about Sam Darnold. He's going to be fine. Who do they play this week? I'm actually going to look at that to see if they can uh, – I can pull it up real quick here. The Panthers will play the Vikings. So, yes, that is a bounce-back week. That is a big-time bounce-back week. And uh, not to mention further on down the road, they get a nice little Stephon Gilmore to that defense. So, it it is a bright future for the the Panthers this season and going forward uh, in a couple seasons. But either way, uh, I'll run through just a few more scores that happen here, and then we can get to our – Power rankings, um, but let's see. The Jets had a bad, bad game in London against the Falcons. One of us bet Jets money line. Ouch. I'm I somebody. Really, it was me. I, for anybody <laughs> listening, I don't really bet, so it's anytime that betting is, is mentioned, it's usually Jarrett. Um, 
But Kyle Pitts had his, uh, his welcoming party to the NFL. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, Kyle there. Pitts. He couldn't have waited one more week. <laughs> but, no, yes, Kyle Pitts had a, re- had a really good game. Um, it was good to see. I mean, Cordell Patterson did his thing a little bit too. Um, but no Calvin Ridley. He really Kyle Pitts really stepped up. So mm-hmm. um, Zach Wilson, man, he needs to get better with the football. After, after a good week last week, yeah, it was disappointing to see against a very, very bad Atlanta team. Um, I, I really thought that the Jets could win this game. I thought they were going to win this game. I thought they should have won that game. They made it close, um, but it was just ugly football all around. It was it was not pretty. Um, I mean, sticking in that division, ugly football is mentioned. The New England Patriots just barely, good lord, barely that game by hurt. Davis Mills. And a week after the Davis Mills and the Texans get shut out forty to nothing to the Bills, Davis Mills looks like a, a starting caliber quarterback. In the first half against the Patriots, Patriots somehow win 25-22. They were up twenty-two to nine, and they blew it. They they really the Patriots should not have won that game. Um, the Patriots did not look good, even though they did win. I was not impressed with really anything about that game. Um, Matt Jones was playing really sloppy through the first three quarters. He threw an mm-hmm. ugly interception. Houston pulled off a nice little flea flicker for a touchdown. Yeah. Like yeah, now I. I will say New England coming back benefited my teaser. Um, but after like looking at that, dude, like there is nothing about the AFC East outside of Buffalo that anybody should be excited about. The Patriots are bad. The Jets are horrible. The Dolphins are horrible. Like it, it seems that Buffalo is just kind of kind of be in the same position that New England was in for the past two decades where they can just kind of cakewalk through the division. And uh, you know, it's almost like a guaranteed at least five wins. I mean, with the amount of hype and the amount of money that the Patriots threw around this offseason, you would think that they would be not in the talks to win the division, but at least say, you know, they could go and beat Buffalo maybe when Buffalo comes to New England. I don't think there's any shot of that. Um, They kept it close to Tampa Bay, sure. And a driving rainstorm where it was just the elements. Like, look, I think everything – Outside of the Matt Judon signing, everything was overhyped. Like, Hunter Henry's a good tight end. He's not worth the money they gave him. Jonah Smith is a solid tight end. Definitely not worth the money they gave him. Nelson Aguilar sure as hell is worth the $13 million they gave him. Kendrick Bourne, like, I'm, I'm not scared of any of those guys. Not at all. And so they got Dallas this week. Good luck. Yeah, good luck stopping that offense, uh, which is on fire. Speaking of Dallas, they beat the Giants 44-20, to and the Giants lost everybody. Daniel Jones went Dude. down. Kenny Galladay went down. Saquon Barkley went down. It is not looking good for the uh, New Jersey Giants here. And if they can't get healthy, even when they are healthy, they struggle. But if they can't get healthy, they could be looking at a very, very bad season after a promising offseason, I would say. I mean, the thing with Daniel Jones, like he'll be in concussion protocol throughout the week. We'll see if he'll be, he'll get cleared for um, Sunday. Um, who do they got coming up? Actually, the Giants will play the Rams. Oh God! Yeah. If I'm the Giants, I almost might want to just leave Daniel Jones out of that. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're not gonna win. And like right. I understand that there's no team in the league who goes into a week thinking that they don't have a shot of winning. I understand that, but. Daniel Jones has been playing well this year. That's the thing. Daniel Jones has played really well. If you're a Giants fan, if you're in the Giants front office, you're happy with your quarterback play. Um, Everything else defensively, bad, 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 bad. It's and the fact. I mean, you touched on it. Now, bright spot out of this, Kadarius Tony looks really good. He had Uh, he had his his welcoming to the NFL as well. But if you're going into you know a game against the Rams, fielding Mike Glennon. (laughs) 
sorry, they're going to cover that spread. I think they, I think the Rams are 10, 10 and a half point favorites right now, if I'm not mistaken. So my goodness, I hope for Daniel Jones because I like Daniel Jones. He's, he's very good. I hope that for his sake, he can get healthy. They can get healthy. We'll see what happens with Saquon Barkley. That's another bummer, man, because he's just a guy that's on the field. It's, it's, it sucks to see because when he's playing, when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. So yeah, incredibly uh, tough, tough to see. But um, well, anyway, we have let's see, we got a couple more games to hit here. The Bears, the Bears beat the Raiders, and the Raiders look bad, look very bad. The Bears won twenty to nine. The Raiders came back to earth a little bit, a lot of bit. Um, and Derek Carr did not look good. Now they are without a head coach. Um. It does not look great for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders after a very hot start. Yeah, and look, you know, we don't have to touch much on everything that's happened over the past 24 hours. Um, just about everybody else has. But um, we can't, I mean, I'll at least say this. I'll let you follow up on it. But it shouldn't have to be said as often as we say it in this day and age, but it shouldn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, what your sexual orientation is. That shouldn't disqualify you from the same opportunities that everybody else gets. It shouldn't disqualify you from a life of happiness. And um, look, man, I'm not going to pretend to know all the you know, intricates of what John Gruden said and or did. But everything that was uncovered in this investigation involving you know, the Washington football team that uncovered a lot of things that he said and did and was a part of it's pretty damning and there wasn't any other outcome that could have came from this other than john gruden not being the head coach of the las vegas raiders so look it's it's i think it's how do i want to word this it's the face of a problem that is has always kind of been underlying in the nfl so it, there couldn't have been a different outcome from this you know he should have been he, if he didn't resign, he was going to get fired mm-hmm. and that's how it should have been. So it's a shame. It's a real shame. So going forward, hopefully we can just learn to love each other, respect each other and not have these common tropes that for some reason we still have in society and throughout the league. I could not have said it better myself, my friend. Um, it's disappointing to see. I mean, in the great game that we all love and, and, and look forward to every single year, it's, it's sad that there's still these kind of people that, that ruin it and, and just ruin some people's lives. I mean, the things that were said can never be taken back. And, uh, you know, like you said, there was no other outcome than, than John Gruden leaving. Um, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. But the Las and, Vegas Raiders. And there was, and I will say this, on top of that, Carl Nassib being in that locker room, absolutely yes. no way they could have brought him back. So right. exactly. it's a shame that he has to deal with this as well because he's having a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, yes, Raiders had a, a hot start to the year and, and now come down back down to earth a little bit with a 22-9 loss. But, hey, good, don't let this up. Good for Justin Fields, by the way. Yes, yes. You know, good for the Bears. Beat, beat a good defense, put up 20 points, maybe not a great game, but, you know, 12 for 20, 111 yards, one touchdown. He got the job done. That's all that's Bears all you are 3-2. Yeah, they, they got the win. Um, that's all you need to do. And, I mean, in that division, besides the Packers, it, it's – wide open i mean the vikings yeah. just barely beat the lions 19 to 17 there's not so too much to be excited or talk about with that game um the last game that we have not talked about the 49ers and the cardinals the cardinals stay undefeated they really i thought they would handle them a lot 
a lot better than they did. They only won 17 to 10. Um, Trey Lance, nothing too exciting. Uh, obviously, his first start against a very good team, a undefeated team still. Um, but after the, what, 17-point win last week against the Rams, I thought the Cardinals would do a little bit of a better job against the 49ers. But they got the win, and they're still undefeated. Yeah, I mean, it's a divisional game. You can never really uh... – it's hard to predict, especially between those two teams. It's always it always just seems weird between the 49ers and Cardinals. So, I mean, look, I think Trey Lance is going to be good. It's his first start. They have a lot of things that they need to figure out in San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk isn't getting the amount of reps that he should be getting because he's by far their best weapon. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but I think it's time we start examining, examining Kyle Shanahan a little bit because as good as a play caller and play designer as he is, I've never seen a coach get so much love for such little success. So... Going forward, I think that you know, by no means is Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch going to get fired after this year, no matter what the season outcome is, because you know they're still going to give him at least one or two more years. But at some point, we've got to start asking the question, okay, how good is Kyle Shanahan? Because outside of that Super Bowl year, it's been a lot of eh. So right. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but that wraps up our week five recap. Let's run through our power rankings real quick here. Um, to kind of just close out the show here because my power rankings have not changed a whole lot, but but a little bit here. Um, I'll start with my number 10 here, and I really was not going to do it. I, I didn't have them in the top 10, but I just did it because it felt weird not having them in the top 10. The Kansas City Chiefs, I have them at 10. Um, I don't know if you have them in your top 10 or not, but like with everything that Matt said, I mean, they are maybe the most terrifying team on offense when they're clicking if they can just get a little bit better on defense i mean they are maybe a super bowl team um they they just need to get things some things figured out here uh number nine i have the browns again we talked about them earlier baker mayfield we need to see a little bit more for them i think they'll get it going i think they'll be okay down the stretch and i still think they win that division number eight the ravens lamar jackson unbelievable night from him. Um, we'll see how he follows that up. Uh, I don't know who, Oh, you know what? The, the Ravens play the chargers next week. So looking forward to that one. Big time, big Can time. We, actually, no, I was going to say we, that they should flex that game to Sunday night, but that'll take away my Mike Tirico clause and damn it. I will have my Mike Tirico clause. So it, it is a little disappointing. That's a, that, that is a one o'clock game, but uh, I will definitely be watching that one. Um, the Dallas Cowboys I have at seven. They are going to score so many points, and Trayvon Diggs is playing out of his mind right now. Um, I don't think we've said his name on the show yet today, but uh, him and Stephon Diggs have a catch in every single game this year. So the two <laughs> brothers are, are getting at it, and it's it's incredible to watch. I like uh, number that six. That was funny. <laughs> number six, I have the Packers. Um, just barely squeaked by the Bengals, but I still think they're a very complete team. I think they're a good team. Um, so I have Chiefs, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys, Packers. Outside of our number 10 team, we are identical for 10 mm. through 6. Um, I don't have Kansas City in my top 10 right now, um, so okay. I let them slide out. I also don't have my Carolina Panthers in the top 10 right now. They were number 10 last week after the, that disappointing performance in the fourth quarter. I had to take them down just a little bit of a notch. I'm going to put in a team that actually had a loss this weekend, but they're playing really well. I'm going to put the Cincinnati Bengals at number 10. That, that was going to be my other team if I didn't have the Chiefs in there, but I just decided to put the Chiefs in anyways. But continue. And, yes, the Bengals did uh, lose the game against Green Bay, but the fact that they, they've been in every game that they've played thus far, Joe Burrow looks fantastic. Defensively, they look really solid. 
Um, and even in a loss, like this is kind of a way of, you know, looking at the Bengals and saying, okay, they're, they're going to be playing meaningful football throughout the year. I love everything that they've done so far. Um, yeah, I think Cincinnati is really good. Um, so they're still, still, you know, I guess not anymore because Baltimore won, but you know, sitting at three and two, they're still in the thick of things. I like mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Um, right. Number nine, the Browns as well. They need to figure out a way to close games and beat good teams. Once they do that, then I'm really all in on them. But until they do that, I can't. Matt touched on it earlier. Like I, you and I have talked about this. I think that they have the best roster in football head to toe. Mm-hmm. But until Baker Mayfield can figure out a way to close games, especially against the likes of the Chargers and the Chiefs, it's going to be all for naught. So going forward, uh, we'll see what happens. They play Arizona this week, Kurt. I think they win that game, though. I think that this is you the do. game where Arizona – yeah, I mean, I think okay. Arizona's not going to win every game. I think right. that this is the game that they drop. Um, so I, I think that they rebound a little bit, get to 4-2 and two on the year. Um, but, yeah, I need to see more from Baker Mayfield. Number eight, I also have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I touched on it a little bit, but I feel like I do need to say this because my reputation on the Bird app is that I'm a little bit too critical of Lamar Jackson. Um, there was He was fantastic last night, man. Um, he's been good all year. Like coming into this year, I said it's the same thing I've always said. He just needs to get better at throwing the ball. His mechanics have looked a lot better. His downfield throwing has looked better. He's still missing some throws. I mean, no quarterback's perfect, but it's a definite obvious improvement in terms of his arm this year. Good for Lamar Jackson. Good for Baltimore. They're dangerous right now. They're number eight. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, man. I mean, this is a team that you and I were kind of iffy on. Like we thought that they would be in contention, but in terms in terms of a playoff spot, but. We thought that defense was going to be their Achilles heel. It turns out Trevon Diggs is incredible. Mm. Um, what is it now? Uh, five inter- six interceptions now through five games. Yes. Um, if there is any year that Dick Knight Train Lane's record would be in jeopardy, it seems like this could be the year, especially with an extra game. So um, this uh, Trayvon Diggs hunt for 14 interceptions is going to be a fun one to watch because he's almost halfway there. And we are almost not, halfway there. Uh, we are not halfway through the season yet, Kurt. So uh, they played New England this week. I think he could, I think he could get another one. I, I think he definitely could. Um, Mac Jones doesn't really take too many shots downfield, but on a few he does. Diggs may be there to grab it. Exactly. So Dallas is number seven. Dak Prescott's playing phenomenal right now. Ezekiel Elliott, a really you know, he's had a fantastic mm-hmm. couple of games. He's averaging almost 130 yards a game over his last two. So Dallas is number seven. Green Bay number six. Um, they probably should have won it a little bit earlier in overtime than they did, but um, hey. Good for the Packers. They've rebounded since week one. They haven't lost since then. They're playing really good football right now. Aaron Rodgers is still the man. Offensively, they're really good. Devontae Adams is really good. I want to see a little bit more out of them defensively a little bit. I want to see them be more physical. But Green Bay, number six. All right. Uh, my number five five through one, you could really kind of organize these anyway, yeah. except for maybe number one. Um, but number five, I have the Chargers, Justin Herbert. Let me just say, before we started this season, I said that I sense a regression in Justin Herbert's game, and I was wrong. But history does tell us that anytime a rookie quarterback comes into this league and lights it up and plays great and maybe sets some rookie records, usually their sophomore season is not not as good, uh, and they regress a little bit. You know, maybe the last time – I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. The last time that we saw this happen – Peyton Manning, maybe, um, but Justin Herbert is playing at an elite level right now, and so are the Chargers. Um, but I have them at five just because there's so much talent ahead of them um, on my list. So you could organize it any way that you want. But I have the Chargers at five. I have the Buccaneers at four. 
they're dealing with some injuries, but their offense is so good, and, and Tom Brady is still so good. Um, I have the Rams at number three. Matthew Stafford was maybe the MVP through the first three weeks, dropped off a little bit, but I don't expect that to last very long. He is uh, playing great for the Rams, and the, the Rams have a very good defense. Um, I have the Cardinals at two. They're undefeated, sure, but I kind of just did it. You know, if, if the Bills played the Cardinals right now, I don't think there's any, there's any way that I'm betting against the Bills. Um, I got Bills no, number one. Like I said, I mean, this is they just beat the Chiefs. They got the monkey off their back. They said, you know what? We finally beat the team that has been tormenting us. We did it. We can do it. And we're clearly the better team going forward. I think this is going to give them all the confidence in the world. Buffalo Bills, number one. All right. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number five. Yes, I understand that they just absolutely demolished the Miami Dolphins, but it's the Miami Dolphins. I still have a lot of questions about their secondary. So um, in terms of like the top five teams, their defense to me is just the worst. So, um, but Tom Brady, man, like, how is he doing this? <laughs> I, just, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like we just kind of overlook the Buccaneers a little bit. It's like, Oh yeah, you know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady—they're very good. They won the Super Bowl. I feel like we we overlooked them, and we're through five weeks here. I mean, they are—they're they're a very, very talented team. Antonio they're, Brown looks like a top ten wide receiver again. Oh, to have Antonio Brown. Well, <laughs> but yes, uh, Tampa Bay is number five. I think out of all those five teams, I mean, you can make the argument their offense is the most dangerous, but their defense, man, like secondary mm-hmm. especially, is just not good right now. So. Um, they who does Tampa Bay play this coming week? I have it right here. Tampa Bay will play if I can find them. They oh, they might, they might be on a bye. They might be on a oh, no, no, no. Sorry, they play the Eagles. They play the Eagles. Oh, yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night football against the Eagles. Okay, so it should be a win. All right, the Rams number four. Um, you know, they lost pretty bad to Arizona. They come back and they beat Seattle. It's a game that they needed to win. They won it. Good for them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I still think that they're the best team in that division overall. Um, no, I should say I still think they're going to win the division right now. Uh, number three, Arizona. Arizona, to me, their offense is just a little bit more exciting, a little bit more dynamic. I think the Rams' defense is a little bit better. But the Cardinals, man, they just seem like a team that can run up points at will. So, um, if, when so they, you got you got the Rams – or, you sorry, you have the Chargers ahead of the Cardinals. I'm interested. Go ahead. I've got – the Los Angeles Chargers are the number two team in the NFL right now, my friend. Now, after they won that absolute shootout against the Browns, I tweeted that they were the best team in football because I thought Kansas City was going to beat Buffalo. <laughs> and then Buffalo won by 18, so I couldn't not put Buffalo number one. Um, but these are the two best teams in football to me right now. Um, you can make, I mean, I would definitely listen to the argument of the Rams, of Tampa Bay, of Arizona. Um, the one thing that concerns me about the Chargers is their rush defense because they let Nick Chubb kind of go off. So, um, and I think that statistically, they they might be the worst run defense in football right now. I'll have to double check that, but I know that they're not very good against the run. So, aside from that, though, they can get pressure on the quarterback. They've come through with big takeaways. Asante Samuel Jr. already looks like a, a young star. Um, and kills Justin me, Herbert kills me that the Bills did not draft him, but continue, please. Kills me that the Steelers did not draft him, but um, uh, Justin Herbert, man, like you know, I said coming into the year, I think they're going to be a twelve-one team in the number five seed. They might just win the division altogether and be number number two seed. I still think Buffalo is going to be that number one seed, but right now the Chargers look look like the best team in that division. They're the only team in that division that has an incredible offense and some resemblance of a defense right now. <laughs> like 
Um, I, so, I did I did look it up, and the Chargers are last in the league in run defense, allowing 157.6 yards per game. So yeah, not not, not great. great, especially when you're facing a Baltimore team that loves to run the ball. So that that could be something that uh, Lamar Jackson and company take advantage of this weekend. Um, but regardless, I mean, Justin Herbert's playing fantastic. Mike Williams, who I had on my bench in fantasy this week, and he got 36 points against you, oh. Kurt. I was playing you, and I lost. And I, and I beat you. And you did. You did, because I started Jamison Crowder over Mike Williams. <laughs> but um, their offense is absolutely incredible. Herbert's incredible. I want to see, him, obviously, more from their run defense. But in terms of their secondary, it's been really good. So the Chargers are number two. And then Buffalo, there's nothing more that we can say this show that we haven't already said. Josh Allen is looking like his 2020 self defensively. You know, they – kudos to you. I, you admitted that you were wrong. I'll admit that I was wrong. I talked so much crap on sure their draft. Did. So you much sure crap did. on their draft. <laughs> and the fact that they just, oh, wow, they saw every tall guy and decided, yep, we'll take him. Gregory Russo has been fantastic, man. Yes. You know, we, we didn't know how much we would see of him this year. We thought that maybe they would, you know, put him in sparingly, but, you know, for lack of a better term, you just kind of get redshirted. Right. Um, he has been incredible. They've been able to get pressure with four guys, which was a, something that I think that they were kind of keying in on this year, just, they're building this team to beat Kansas City. They did it last night. They're the best team in football right now. And uh, I don't know how Pittsburgh beat them week one, but holy hell. <laughs> I don't either. And it, <laughs> it angers me so much, and I know that it's going through at the end of the year too. But real quick on the on the draft talk, I mean, I'll admit, you know, I, I like the Rousseau pick, but we thought it was a project. We thought it was, you know, once Jerry Hughes and once Mario Edison are gone, Greg Rousseau will come in and, and kind of take their place. But – I mean, he, he took the field in training camp, and they were not taking him off that field. Um, so they got him. They got Boogie Basham in the second round. Maybe a questionable call, taking back-to-back defensive ends. But, I mean, Basham has come in, and he's only played two games this year, but both games he has flashed, and he has looked very good. Spencer Brown, the third-round pick, seems like the right tackle of the future for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they, they credit to Brandon Bean. I love it, um, and I am just – happy as a clam right now and they're going to beat the titans on monday night football so here we go week six on the way i'm glad to see you this happy my friend <laughs> i really am <laughs> sorry nice your steelers you. sorry your steelers but you know what the steelers got the, the the last laugh well maybe not last laugh but the first laugh in week one so you you got that at least i mean like i said with matt at this point i'm hoping for a wild card spot they're not going to win the division i think that they're in terms of like Baltimore's better than them, Cleveland's better than them, Cincinnati might be better than them, but I think that overall Steelers defense is going to carry them to more wins. Um so it'll be it'll be fun down the stretch. I'm hoping for a wild card spot. Schedule's tough. If they can get to 3 and 3 out of the bye, maybe surprise Cleveland off the bye. They'll be sitting fine. So but it is going to be, you know, we're starting to get into the meat and potatoes of the NFL season. We're going into week 6 already. Good god. Um good god. Yeah, I know. It always goes by so fast. We just it booked does. our hotel for Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Like, my goodness. This... That's supposed to be a secret, but yes. It do. is? I don't know. Why not? Oh. <laughs> we Either didn't tell way. them where we're staying. If you yeah. want to come get autographs in Mobile, Alabama in <laughs> late January. Fly down to Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, but no, yes, week six. Week six is about to be upon us. We will we'll try to do a, a little pregame show maybe Thursday before Thursday night football getting you ready for all the Sunday slate, the Monday night game, 
Bills at Titans. I can't wait. Your Steelers are Sunday Night Football against Geno Smith and Mike the Seahawks. For enough. the win. Enough. I, I'm rooting for the Seahawks for that reason alone because you keep because <laughs> that is the fifth time you've brought up Mike Tirico in this this podcast. Um, but either I way, Mike Tirico. I know you do. I do too. Uh, either way, either way, either way. Matt Verderam, thank you for show, for joining our show. We appreciate your time as always. Um, and everybody that listened, we appreciate your time giving us any of your time to recap week five, which is a gonna gonna just live happily in my heart forever. I love week five. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, for anybody who has listened to the show for a while, you know that we have Matt on a good amount. Um, and I, I kind of pointed to this, you know, when we were talking to him, we thank Matt a lot. He's been since we started this, since since I really started, you know, for the past four years or so, he has been kind of this. He's been a mentor to both of us and he's helped us a lot and we can't thank him enough for it. Um, I think it's safe to say that you and I wouldn't have the cool opportunities that we have if not for, for him. So we, uh, we, we appreciate you, my friend, even if you make fun of the amount of jewelry I wear. Um, <laughs> so yes, um, we appreciate everybody who's tuning in. We'll uh, see you Thursday. Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? Find me at Kurt K-U-R-T Hamaser H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R 88. Um, I'm a little late on my article, but I am probably going to finish it tonight. So it'll probably be out tomorrow. And then I'll have one later on in the week for fan sided and Buffalo rumblings. Join me on there. Jared, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jay Bailey NFL, um, new horror podcast starting tomorrow, mm. episode one of the devil's eyes. Um, so we'll be previewing Sweet. Halloween, Halloween kills, which comes out this Friday. I'm so excited. Mm. Um, uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. So join me, uh, and Jake for, uh, episode one of the devil's eyes. Um, and then uh, tomorrow as well, uh, Plays and Parlays, me and Joe Sorallo will give you the best bets of the weekend. Um, articles tomorrow for Fansided as well. Uh, Steelers piece, Patriots piece, um, Steelers now as well, a bunch of stuff there. So I'm doing so much things right now, and it's, I, need to, uh, I need, need a little bit of a break, I think. It's just overwhelming. <laughs> but no, all, all jokes aside, it is very fun to be able to do all the content that we put out. And uh, we appreciate you guys for you know listening to us, reading our stuff, everything that we do it means a lot to us. If, uh, if we didn't have an audience, we'd just be two dudes talking to ourselves. So um, appreciate you guys as always. We're going to see you Thursday bef- uh, ahead of Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, get you ready for week six. Uh, we'll break down our picks and whatnot, give you a little bit of, of an update on the standings and uh, get you all set for the Sunday slate heading into Monday night as well. So Kurt Homister, Jared Bailey, laces out. We're going to see you guys on Thursday ahead of Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.